Let's pray and then we'll take a look at our catechism question for today. Uh, our Heavenly Father, as we are taught to pray and begin to look at last week, we call upon you as our Father, knowing that you are meeting with us here to, to care for us as, as your children, to bless us. And so we pray for your help now as we look at the catechism and how, what it summarizes about the, the words teaching on the, the glory of your name. Uh, in our lives and among the nations. So yeah, give us aid this hour and help us to glorify you better by understanding this part of the prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So our question is, uh, question 101. And this is the first petition in the Lord's Prayer. We started last week with the, uh, well, the week before with a preamble about uh, prayer in general and a little bit about the Lord's Prayer. And then last week introducing uh, the beginning of the prayer, which is that the one who we call upon is our Father. And today, this is the first petition in the prayer, uh, because it's something that, the, that we are saying that we wish to be done, in, and asking God for that in this prayer. So, question 101. What do we pray for in the first petition? In the first petition, which is, hallowed be thy name, we pray that God would enable us and others to glorify him in all that whereby he maketh himself known, and that he would dispose all things to his own glory. So, when we say name, that is a significant term in biblical theology, in our understanding of how we relate to God, because God revealed himself to the, uh, the fathers, in the, in the scriptures by, uh, at, the, at the first time by giving himself, giving his name to his people. And it's there in doing so that that is connected with the way God deals with his people, which is through covenant. He gave his name as the, the one who they could call upon. And in, that was a, an act of gracious uh, self-disclosure, something that we have actually no right uh, to, in and of ourselves, to know God's name or to call upon it or to pray anything about it. But God, uh, in his love for his people, uh, made a covenant with them and then continued to reveal more about himself through the names that uh, he gave to the people throughout the, the Old Testament. What's interesting is you have these names all over the Old Testament, uh, El Roy, uh, Jehovah Jireh, things like that. In the New Testament, other than a, a citation of an Old Testament text, God is actually called the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so what's interesting about his name is that he re reveals in the fullness of time, in sending his son, the fullness of uh, who he is. And so now when we talk about God's name, this is the name which is to be known among the nations and to be, to be called uh, out by, by all the peoples. In, if you read not just uh, the Psalms and so on, but even narrative texts in the Old Testament, you can see God's concern for his own glory and that his name would be known among the nations, among the peoples. In uh, Psalm 46, that he says, uh, 
I will be known among the nations, right? That that people will know who God is and essentially uh, glorify Him, even His enemies, because he, because His name is is so great and who He is is so great. So now, when it comes time to this prayer, when we say "Hallowed be Thy name," we are asking that uh, His name, which is a precious uh, and wonderful thing would be glorified. So that's what we, we just want to look at uh, first, a little bit about what it means to hallow, when you say hallowed be your name. So to hallow is, a, is that there would be an honor and an awe and a reverence uh, in the face of uh, God's name. So uh, Williamson here says, uh, to this point, uh, in terms of what they've been talking about, we have been thinking of God's name from our point of view. We've been thinking of it as a revelation to us, which it is, but we also need to think of what God's name means to him. Uh, even a man should be more concerned for the honor of his name than for great wealth. That's from Proverbs, right? A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. So how much more so is God's concern for his, the glory of his own name? So... Uh, that's what's interesting when Jesus uh, prays. He says, Father, glorify thy name. And he answered it, the Father, by saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. John 12, uh, 28. So this is actually part of God's mission in the world, is that his name would be hallowed and glorified. In fact, that there would be, uh, for, for even his enemies would... Uh, recognize and kneel at, 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 his, at his name, at the sound of his name. But particularly of relevance to, to us in terms of what, is ha what happens in the church, it's that there would be worship all over the world, that people would call upon and praise the name of, of God. And this is God's mission to the world, which is why it should be in part uh, one of the dispositions of our prayer life. Uh, the way in which we pray is that we desire God's glory. And that's why it's the first petition in the Lord's Prayer, because that should be front of mind and front of heart uh, for us. Uh, this is taught as God's uh, instruction to us as how we should pray. Part of the reason of that is God's mission being in uh, one of the things that he's doing in the world is to glorify his name. But that is, for, in order for his name to be glorified among the, in the nations, they must, they, his name must first be glorified in the hearts of his people. And so that's what's being established in this way to pray, is that our disposition would be one of that we first seek God's glory. And that, that disposition enables us to pray the rest of our prayers. Because it's this orientation, first of all, we've, last week you hear you that our orientation is that we come to God as our Father. And then secondly, our disposition is that we want His name to be glorified. And if that's our true desire and our prime desire, that will shape and influence the rest of our prayers. And it will filter out the prayers that uh, are not about glorifying God uh, and uh, and the prayers that seek our own glory and so on. It becomes like, it's a, it's a real important thing that that's up front, that our hearts are oriented first 
to seek God's glory. Now, that doesn't mean, of course, that we then don't ask for anything about ourselves or even for blessing. That's part of how God is glorified, is by blessing his people, by providing for them. But uh, we, can, we can be absolutely sure that God is going to answer any prayer that his name would be glorified. And so that, that's why, kind of why we start that up front as the first petition. As uh, William says here, uh, with uh, Moses, so Moses prays that God will not destroy Israel in the wilderness, for example, uh, even though they deserved to be destroyed. But Moses' chief concern, it is not Israel, but that God's name would be honored among the heathen nations even. That was Exodus 32. So what he says is, well, if, if you have given your name to your people and then destroy them, how will the other nations think of your name? And uh, this is a, a prayer that God will answer because the boldness of that prayer is appropriate because God's glory is the concern of that prayer. And we see the same thing with Abraham and the city of Sodom and so on. So this is a, a theme really that... Uh, that develops right throughout the scriptures. Uh, part of the reason that we might labor in prayer to no avail and so on is because, and it's as I reflect on my own prayer life, you, uh, the first thing that is front of mind is our needs, our desires. And it, it's quite, it cuts against the grain of being a, a sinner uh, to first seek someone else's glory above our own. So this is um, really good of God to instruct us uh, in this way and in this order uh, to help us to approach him rightly. So in the very first lesson of the catechism, it says, what is man's chief end? Man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. So if our chief end is to glorify God, then our chief prayer should be that God is glorified. And that's what we, we do find in this um, catechism. So I've got a couple more thoughts, but um, just would like to see if you have any reflections as you think on your prayer life and some of the things that we've said about this. Um, what do you think it means for God's name to be hallowed? Any, any thoughts? Anyone need coffee? <laughs> All right, so uh, the point Williamson's uh, making uh, by referring back to the, the first question of the catechism is that the, the nature of the Christian life is one that is uh, God-oriented, <clears throat> God-centered, so on, uh, which by its definition, uh, for things, for something to be set in the center and be lifted up as the most important is really the, is, is glory. And so when we, when we pray this prayer, we are, we are asking for truly the reality of our lives to reflect the fact that God is the center of everything uh, and that his his name should be exalted, not just among the nations, but in our hearts, in our lives, uh, in, our, uh, in our thoughts, whatever it is, that he would rule as king and his name as a banner over his people would be visible 
to the to the world. That's part of the Great Commission is this holding up of God's name. That it be, yeah, hallowed, uh, praised, uh, loved, and uh, and preached. So. Uh, when he concludes, he says, The man who prays this petition aright is one who has seen a vision of God in his rightful place. Having once seen this true God, there can therefore be no rival to him. According as it is written, this is 1 Corinthians one thirty-one, He that glorifieth, let him glory in the Lord. Hallowed be thy name, he will say, fervently desiring that God would enable sinners to learn to honor him and dispose all things to his own glory. Which is quite a, a strong prayer because to, to say that we wish all things to be disposed to God's glory, that is uh, our thoughts, our actions, our finances, our uh, time, whatever it is, that the orientation of these things would be uh, Godward, that uh, he, as rightful place of, uh, of uh, king and ruler, that that who he is in and of himself and his glory would then, uh, as, as an aim, would then orientate and change the way that we uh, think, uh, act, and uh, what we do with our, you know, our time, our money, uh, all of that sort of thing. All of the things we own, all of the things we, we dream about, the things that we, we want to do in this life, all then have as their uh, chief aim uh, God's glory. And you can be sure uh, that that is the kind of prayer that God answers, uh, that his name would be glorified. And so in connection with that, we need to also pray for uh, uh, humility, uh, for wisdom and insight for us to evaluate our own motives and to say, Lord, in what ways do I seek my own glory and how can you renew my desires in those areas to glorify you instead of myself, uh, what, whatever those might be. And that can, can be a bit of a painful process because as God tends to answer those prayers, that, can, yeah, that really can be uncomfortable as you start discovering some of the things which are uh, these little idols that the heart keeps churning out. Uh, and so this is a, a prayer in part that uh, God would purge idolatry uh, from our lives. And when we think of it in that way, uh, that really will change how we pray. So short and sweet this week, but uh, that's that. Any concluding thoughts or questions? When I was uh, in my early days of my Christian walk, yeah. um, in the church that I was in, um, I still remember being quite confused about say things like we pray for these things in your name mm. you know and we ask this in your name and in your name comes in we still I mean, we used to pray that all the time mm. I just you know and to glorify your name in those days we used to think well how can you glorify the name you know, mm. it seemed like a very strange thing to say yeah. I, I didn't understand back then exactly what it meant I understand it better Yes. You know, it's, it's a, you know, you can't sum God up in a name. 
you know, mm. he, he's named everything. Yeah. And so when we're appealing to him and praying to him and we, we say that phrase, it's, uh, it's, it's actually a highly significant, highly significant phrase. You know? Right. Um, and it carries so much within it. In, in fact, I think that's where earlier Franz said something about, uh, good to see you, uh, something about uh, it being really God's, God's grace to reveal himself in that way because otherwise we would not know him. But he, 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 he condescends uh, in, in grace to his people to reveal himself. And it's, it's interesting that he reveals himself uh, primarily in speech. They're they're visible symbols like you know the the tabernacle uh, as his as his house his, his dwelling place for the people to to see and envision uh, things of heaven and so on. Uh, but as uh, Dr. Horton said, the the organ of the Christian life is the ear, not the eye. And uh, that's that's what's amazing is that although we do not see him, we we know him because he's given his name, uh, and we and we have the name of his son as well, uh, who appeared in human flesh. But we have not seen him yet. We will see him uh, when faith is is turned to sight. But for now, we hear his covenantal word that he speaks, uh, and the that that word. Uh, has has no meaning apart from his name and who he is when I mean, he first reveals himself as the the god who is um, i am who i am and then the one who's who is and who was and is to come and then we see in revelation uh, he becomes the his name is, is part of it drops off and he's the one who was and the one who is not and is to come because now uh, history, his uh, redemption is consummated in the in the new creation. So, yes, uh, na- name is really a really important item in that in that Lord's prayer. Okay, All right. Let's close the prayer and then we'll have a few minutes before the service. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. That is the prayer that we offer to you today and we ask that you would be glorified even as you meet with us now in this worship service to bless us we thank you that we can call upon your name as the only name by which man may must be saved and we thank you that we have that salvation uh, and we know the name of your son the lord jesus christ who you have sent uh, to be propitiation for our sins our and our redeemer so we praise you and we ask that you would truly be glorified now. Help us to, uh, to uh, enthrone you uh, in our uh, hearts, thoughts, our prayer life, all that we do, think, and say, uh, that we may love you with all our heart and soul and strength and mind. We pray this in Jesus' name.